People tend to believe that all police work is flashlights, guns, and gizmos like they see on the television set. But a trained police officer will spend a good portion of his day discussing clues, motive, and analyzing the criminal mind. Oh sure, there's some time spent on computer solitaire, minesweeper, or even the more popular online games and applications, such as Balloon Pop or Candy Swap. But it's good to remember that the crooks are looking for new ways to evade the law, and I'd better be ready for them. Last Tuesday morning was just such a day. It was 8.21 a.m., and I was cocked and ready. Nice. I'd get suspended if I said cocked. Ranch Road Radio presents Banyan. Today's episode, Bless Me, Father. Hey, I just took the What Brady Bunch Member Are You quiz on Facebook, and the result was Alice. You know, the maid? Which is stupid, because technically she wasn't even a member of the family. She was in the tic-tac-toe montage opening, right in the center during the opening credits. That makes her a member of the bunch, not the family, the bunch. And that's what your question asks. Must be nice to be right about every little thing. Of course I'm right. Knowing the difference between a bunch and a family is police work 101. You should be ashamed of yourself. Morning, fellas! What's on tap for today? Morning, Chief. Go ask Alice. When she's ten feet tall. Uh, what? You had to be there. Beware. Here. I am here. But you weren't here then. When? When it mattered. Damn. He's talking about Alice, the maid. From the Brady Bunch? You know. Dot, 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 dot. Here's the story. Uh, you know, my mother's name was Alice. Think bold and sturdy. That's the way the O'Hoolahan men like their women, you know. Good breeding stock. You know, we should... I remember when I came of age and my father gave me the, the talk. He said, Jimmy, on your wedding night when you mount your wife for the first time, you don't want a delicate flower who'll snap under the strain. You want a big woman like Mother who can give as good as she gets. And by God, he was right. The night my sainted Helen and I did the deed for the first time, right at the moment of climax, she threw me through a plaster wall on the fourth floor of the old Copley Hotel up the road in Brighton Mill. Jesus, I've heard of rough... It's an olive garden now, but every time I drive past, I get the urge to... <gasps> Could it be? A homicide alarm! What? The homicide alarm! Whenever the front desk gets a call reporting a homicide, they're instructed to push a comically oversized red button, which triggers an alarm that can be heard throughout the building. Why do I have to explain everything to you? We've never had a murder in Tiridon Falls. I know. It's about damn time. No, I mean, why would we install a special homicide alarm system if we've never had a homicide? The same thing those damn pencil pushers over at City Hall asked when I requested it in the budget. 
Sure, $125,000 is a lot of money, but who's laughing now? So how do you turn it off? Oh no, not yet. That sound is sweet, sweet music to my ears. Seriously, how do you turn it off? It's hurting my ears. I don't know. Let me see if I can find the instructions in my file cabinet. See, coffee maker. Oh, oh look, it's the instructions to program the remote to the TV in my office. I've been looking for this. Every time I want to change channels, I have to get up from my desk. Now if I can only find the owner's manual for that Dyson vacuum cleaner I bought. I need to clean the filter and see the alarm. What alarm? We went to the basement, where we located the electrical box and after several failed attempts, found the breaker which controlled the special homicide alarm. Turns out there was a murder, all right, but in the most unlikely of places. A woman's body had been found in the confessional at St. Agnes Catholic Church. Even though the church was only a few minutes away, I felt time was of the essence, so I took the police helicopter while the chief and Gunderson walked over. Um, where's Banyan? He, uh, he felt time was of the essence, so he, he took the helicopter. So where is he? Here he comes now. I knew I never should have told him about the helicopter. He gets to do whatever he wants. Does he even have a pilot's license? Pilot's license. I once dated a woman who flew choppers for the Czech army. She taught me everything I needed to know and a few things I didn't. But there was no place to land the helicopter so I flew back to the roof of the police administration building, took the elevator down and ran over to the church as fast as I could. Was of the essence, huh? Is crime scene here yet? Crime scene? Finch. I called him from the helicopter. He's on the way. Good. Now, until he gets here, remember, nobody disturb anything. Really? Thanks for the tip. All I'm saying is we don't get many murders here in this town, so a gentle procedure refresher from the chief is not out of line. We don't get many hurricanes either. You want to remind us what to do if one of them hits? Well, Tiverton Falls is landlocked, so I don't see the point. Excuse me, are you gentlemen from the police? Uh, yes. And you are? I'm Mrs. Huntley. Betty Huntley. I work here at the parish. Oh, it's so horrible. Hey, now, 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 calm yourself. W were you the one who called us? Yes, I... Then it was you who found the body. Yes, yes. You see, I was vacuuming the church, and when I opened the door to the confessional, I found that poor woman. It's not a Dyson, is it? What? A Dyson? You said you were vacuuming. Was it a Dyson? No, an Electrolux, I believe. Damn. Mrs. Huntley, where is your parish priest? Who runs things around here? Well, the bishop has an office here, but day to day it's Father Dorden, our pastor. He's not here. Not here, huh? That's convenient. Now, now, let's not jump to any conclusions. Sometimes conclusions and the ability to jump are all I have. You see, twice a week, Father Darden spends the day at 
Pineview Meadows and Institution Upstate. He tends to the spiritual needs of the, the folks who live there. Pineview Meadows? The loony bin? Just stop. You can't say loony anymore. You have to say mentally challenged or something. I can say whatever I want. He's right. Besides, I'm mentally challenged every time I try to do one of those damn Chinese number puzzles. You Sudoku? Exactly. And you don't see me checking into an asylum just because I can't figure out where that stupid nine goes. Is that Finch? Taking the bus? Yeah, ever since his laboratory was foreclosed on, he's been a little short. Money-wise. I suppose he's going to expect me to pay for his bus fare. Gentlemen. French. Doctor. Gentlemen, I'm not one to criticize. After all, who am I to impugn the glory of an early morning crosstown bus ride with the city's have-nots? But it seems to me that if you could afford a police helicopter... Here we go. You could at least afford your coroner and crime scene investigator the proper funds to arrive with the visible gravitas befitting a man of my... renown. I take the bus every morning. Precisely. Jack! Gentlemen, shall we? Headed inside. St. Agonist Church is the oldest building in Tibetan Falls, dating back to the early 19th century. I'm not much of a churchman myself, but anything that keeps the rabble occupied for a few hours on a Sunday is fine with me. I hate the insides of these old churches. Reminds me of The Exorcist. You know the movie? I keep thinking the statues are going to start, you know, poking me and just staring at me like, Gundy, we're gonna zap you. I was once invited to observe an exorcism in a remote Kenyan village. Turned out to be nothing more than an elaborate scheme to get me to a condo timeshare presentation. Wait here by the door, Gunderson. Okay. Keep up the riffraff and the candle lighters. There's the confessional over there. And there's our victim. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Bang. Bang, bang. That's one hell of a penance. Gentlemen, if we could put the Lenny Briscoe contest to rest for a moment. Oh? Confession. What a load of crap. Not one for the uh, Catholic traditions, eh, Banyan? All right. Let's say I hump a goat, and then I shoot my mother in the eye. This is hypothetical, right? So then I waltz in here and unburden myself to the priest behind the curtain. He waves his magic Catholic wand. We both skip to my loo out the front door as if nothing happened. It's no wonder God goes Old Testament crazy every once in a while. Looks like three shots. Two in the head, one in the chest. And another entry wound in the right leg. See, if you weren't so busy dreaming up wisecracks, you'd notice these things, Banyan. Yeah. Gentlemen, if you don't mind, I need to take photographs, dust for prints, look for evidence, you know. Please work. And the yellow tape. Don't forget the yellow tape. This place needs to be taped off. Gunderson! What? The yellow tape. Bring the yellow tape. We don't have any yellow tape. What yellow tape? I'm not talking to you. Actually, you're yelling at me? We don't have any yellow police tape. 
We hardly ever use it, so I sold it on eBay. <clears throat> Look, here's here's eight dollars. Gunderson, run over to the hardware store and get some yellow duct tape and a sharpie. Odd that you have money for tape and markers, but when I ask for a few dollars for bus fare, there are no funds. How convenient. Go for peach. Eventually, Gunderson found a true value store that sold yellow duct tape. Finch finished his crime scene work, and we had the body transferred to the morgue. Back at police headquarters, we got in touch with Father Doran, who contacted the Archbishop, who then contacted the Chief. I just got off the phone with the Bishop. He's none too pleased. Oh, where for the Bishop? He can cry me a river of holy water. If I drank a glass of holy water, would it eventually become holy urine? Or does it lose its holy somewhere in the digestive system? Anyway, he's on the short list to get bumped to Cardinal. This isn't going to help. Wants me to meet him. He's a member of your club, isn't he? Yes, but not in the true sense. When the towel snapping and the rough language starts, he quietly excuses himself. He watches from behind the locker area. Towel snapping? Look, it's not what you think. A couple of fellas have a hard workout, then hit the showers and lather up. And their idea of a straight as an arrow at a boy is a couple of welts from the business end of a 1,000 thread count Egyptian cotton towel. If that's gay, then take me to Lane Bryant right now! <clears throat> Shut the door. Oh, that's me. You're all here. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. What? Oh, all right. I'll see that you're reimbursed. That was Finch. He identified the victim. Her name is Susan Dennis. Susan Dennis, huh? Two first names. One a woman's, one a man's. Yes, well, I think her last name is Dennis. Is that verified? I had a high school teacher once named Dennis Sandy. <laughs> The cruel kids called him Sandy the Dandy. We would go antiquing during lunch hour my senior year. He collected vintage celebrity aprons. He once showed me one that was owned by Joan Crawford. You know, Mommy Dearest? No wire hangers. What? All right, Chief. You get a hold of the Archbishop. Feel him out. See what he knows. Gunderson and I will track down this priest, this Dornan. I'll get Finch to see if the victim has any family to get them notified. And if you happen to pass any vacuum cleaner repair stores on the way, stop and see if they have any Dyson instruction manuals. Dyson? What? You know you can just download a new one from the website, right? I already looked under the computer. No, I... What is it? Ida Ratchet here to see you, Chief. Oh, not Ratchet. You tell her I can't see her right... Afternoon, gentlemen. Ida Ratchet, senior crime reporter, Tiverton Falls Post Press Gazette Independent, Morning Print, and Afternoon Online Edition. Jerry her of knocking? Chief, Banyan, boy. So, I've just driven past St. Agnes, covered in crime scene tape, or what passes for crime scene tape in this town. Now, I'm not one to jump to conclusions, but my reporters in Buff 
has a tingle that tells me there's something up. Yeah, nothing we care to discuss at the moment, Ida. Look, boys, you can spend the next two hours diddling my tugboat, but we all know eventually I'll get my story. Now, whose Johnny do I have to yank to get the facts? I have a five o'clock deadline. Uh, Ida, that's not the way things work around here, and you know it. Fellas, fellas, fellas. When I started slinging ink back in the late 40s, there was only two ways a gal could make it in the newspaper biz, and they both involved knee pads and a jug of Listerine. Some say the world's a different place, what with all these keyboard doohickeys and this so-called internet, but I find that sometimes the old ways are the best ways. Now, let me run out to the trunk of my car and- All right, all right. There was a murder at St. Agnes. Murder? Here? In Chiverton Falls? At the church? Wowza, that's big. Really big. Milton Burl all the way out big. That's a headline, sweetie. That's gonna put me back on page one, above the fold. No doubt the wire services will pick it up, too. Now look, Ida. The biggest story of my career. And I didn't have to yank a single Johnny. Take that corpse of Helen Thomas. Now that the cat was out of the bag, we had to act fast. The chief was on his way to a meeting with the bishop while Gunderson and I headed out to Pineview Meadows to meet with Father Dornan. We didn't get more than ten miles outside the city when we spotted an older model black sedan abandoned by the side of the road. We stopped to check it out. What do you make of it? Um... It looks like an older model black sedan, abandoned by the side of the road. Yeah, just what I thought. I'd better run the plates. Banyan! Look! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! As it turned out, we didn't need to run the plates. Gunderson had popped the trunk open and made a gruesome discovery. We found the owner, in the trunk and quite dead, and according to his driver's license, his name was Father Arthur Michael Dornan. I called Finch. As we waited for him to arrive, we made a preliminary examination of the crime scene. The cause of death appeared to be a blow to the head. I'm shaken. They never said anything at the police and dance academy about finding a dead priest in a trunk. Here comes Finch. In a taxi cab. I suppose I'll have to pay for that, too. One of you could be so kind. My illustrious driver is waiting to be reimbursed. Twenty-four fifty. Mm. And what do we have here? Ah, a dead priest stuffed into the trunk of a sedan. Well, this case certainly gets more delightful by the moment, doesn't it? Let's have a look, see, shall we? Hmm. 
Severe blow to the side of the head, fairly straightforward. Yes, we noticed that. And what have we here? What? In the front seat, an appointment book. Perhaps we can find out where Father Dornan was going. To the nut house upstate, Fineview Meadows. Yes, according to this, he was indeed. But there's a later entry, 2 p.m., meet with B. Must confess. That was about an hour ago. And judging from the condition of the body, I'd say that's about when he was killed. But who is B? Barry Sullivan? The guy who played Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch? Uh, more likely B is for the bishop. The bishop? A murderer? Yes, because the thought of a member of the clergy being guilty of a heinous crime... That could never happen. But if that's so, then the chief may be in danger. He was going to meet with the bishop. I better call him and warn him. Straight to voicemail. We may be too late. Quick, to St. Agonis. I pray we're not too late. And what about the body in the trunk? Are we just going to leave it there? Gunderson, Finch, and I raced to the church. The chief had indeed gone out to speak to Bishop Condon. He was a seasoned cop, and I knew he could handle himself. Still, he didn't have any idea of the hornet's nest he was walking into. Ah, as I live and breathe. Jimmy O'Houlihan. Been a long time since I've seen you in church, Jimmy. I'm here on official police business now. I know, I know. Some awful business. Let's go talk in my office. Would you... Care for a wee dram, Jimmy? For old time's sake? Now you know I can't do that. I'm on, I'm on duty. I noticed you did the sign of the cross as you walked past the altar. The altar boy in us never goes away, don't yeah, we do, whatever. About this woman. Jimmy, I'm going to ask a favor. You need to forget about this. It's, uh, it's best for all of us. Forget about it? It's the first murder in Chilliton Falls in 50 years. The press is on to it. It's, it's too late to uh, forget about it. Not all murders get solved, Jimmy. You know, Tom, sometimes I get an itch. They call it a cop's itch. It's kind of like athlete's foot, only different. And I'm starting to feel the need for some gold bond medicated powder right about now. Ah, the gold bond. I keep two cases hidden in the storage room in the rectory. What? Jimmy... Did you know they're about to announce my elevation to Cardinal? Yes, I, I heard. Hell of a thing, Cardinal. When I think of my early days, a taut, strapping lad fresh off the boat from Ireland. Then the priesthood. All those years ago, and now Cardinal. It hardly seems possible. You sound like a man who wants to get something off his chest. Jimmy, if I tell you a story, could you... Take off the badge. All right, but just the badge. Everything else stays on. I know how you priests work. Fair enough, fair enough. You don't mind if I pour myself a drink, do you? When I was a young priest, uh, 
woman came to me for absolution. We met a few times after that, and I committed a, an indiscretion. She was uh, sent off to a convent to have the child. It was not spoken of again in, until a month ago, when the child, uh, a daughter, showed up at the church. Aside from the child's mother, the only other person who knew about this was Father Dorland, to whom I had confessed my, my indiscretion. So when she spoke to Father Dorland, he put two and two together, and he came to me and told me, rightly so, that I needed to face the truth. So, I arranged, I arranged to meet her. Are you telling me that you killed your own daughter rather than admit you fathered a child out of wedlock? No, 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 Jimmy. It was the woman. The woman behind you. The Electrolux lady. Electrolux lady? Mrs. Huntley, no. Now there's a plot twist I wasn't expecting. Imagine that. All these years, and the mother of his illicit child, that he still calls me Mrs. Huntley. Betty, please, put down the gun. She was a stranger to me, you know. She was taken from me at birth, and I never met her until I overheard her talking to Father Dornan. She was threatening to sell her sordid tale to the tabloids, the loved child of the man about him he made cardinal. It would have made quite the story. I'll say. You see, Chief. When the rectory doors close for the night, I take to the bishop's bed and live as man and wife. Oh! Betty, Father Dornan will be here soon. No, you won't. You see, Father Dornan knew what happened. He was urging me to confess. I couldn't take the chance. Oh, Betty, no. Look, Mrs. Hoover. Huntley. Whatever. Just give me the gun. You don't need two more murders on your record. They've already killed my daughter and a priest. You think they're going to go easy on me for not killing you? Oh, that's a fair point. Now, take out your gun, Chief, nice and slowly, and drop it to the floor. Would you care to make your last confession, Jimmy? <laughs> veins of Jupiter's loins. Excuse me? Sweet throbbing veins of Jupiter's loins. It's what I say, my catchphrase in times of extreme peril. Everyone knows that. I have never, ever heard you say that. Gunderson? Sorry. Never. Well, that's because I don't often get the... Why the hell am I explaining this? Get back while I shoot the lock off the door. Jesus! Look! The bishop! He's got a gun! Wait, Brandon! No! What the hell is going on in here? Is that Mrs. Huntley? Yes. She was the murderer. Killed the woman and Father Dornan. Was about to kill the two of us as well. She told me to drop my gun and as I was about to, the bishop grabbed it and shot her. 
Ooh, sweet Jupiter's throbbing. What did you say? Shut up. Poor Mrs. Hoover. I thought her name was Huntley. Well, Hoover, Huntley had something to do with vacuum cleaners. It had nothing to do with vacuum cleaners. Look, when we get back to the office, I'm going to go online and I'm going to download you a brand new copy of your Dyson owner's manual, okay? Yeah, that's very nice of you, Gunderson. I I think that's what Mrs. Hoover would have wanted. Huntley. You do, yeah. Huntley. Every night before I hit the sack, I drop to one knee to settle things with the big guy upstairs. Sometimes in my job I have to do things that aren't in the good book. So when I pray, I do it on one knee because two knees is begging and I don't beg. But after all I'd seen today, I figured it was the man upstairs that had some explaining to do, and I didn't want to hear it. Banyan is written by Owen Dunn and performed by the Ranch Road Players. For more information, visit ranchroadradio.com.